Do you, do you know what Palm Sunday is? Do you know what, why we celebrate that? Do you know what that's all about? You know, be like the, the, the little boy. His, uh, he, he woke up Sunday morning on Palm Sunday and he was sick and he couldn't go to church and his mom stayed home with him. And uh, So his dad went to church and his dad came home from church and he had this little palm branch. And he said, his son said, well, Dad, what's that? He said, well, son, it's, it, it's a palm branch. He said, you see, when Jesus came into Jerusalem riding a donkey. They all got the palm branches and they laid them down in front of him and uh, they sang Hosanna. The little boy just shook his head. He said, I knew it. The very Sunday I didn't go, Jesus showed up. Well, I trust and pray that he shows up every day and he's here today. You're here, you showed up, he showed up and uh, we're going to talk about uh, Palm Sunday just a little bit. And we just want to uh, just encourage you. We're going to end up today uh, a time of, of communion and remembering and honoring uh, the Lord. It is a time uh, as we go into Passover week. And uh, we're going to talk all um, about that just a little bit. But come on, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, today we're so grateful for your word. We thank you for the opportunity we have today to lift our palms. Lord, to sing praise. And we pray today, that, Lord, as we open your word. As we just begin to, to look and identify some things. And Lord, in this story, we pray that you would speak to our hearts. Lord, and you would encourage us where we're living today. Lord, there's something relevant about this story today. And I pray that you'd speak to every heart in Jesus' name. And everybody said a big amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of St. Mark, uh, chapter number 11. And uh, we're going to begin reading uh, in verse number 1. And we're just going to read down through this story. And uh, then I'm just going to touch uh, on a few things this morning. Beginning in verse number 1, Mark chapter 11. And when they came nigh to Jerusalem, unto Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sendeth forth two of his disciples. And saith unto them, Go your way into a village over against you, and as soon as you entered into it, you shall find a colt tied, whereon no, never a man is set. Loose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you, Why do you this? Say ye that the Lord hath need of him, and straightway he will send him hither. And they went their way and found the colt tied by the door without in a place where two ways met, and they loose him. And certain of them that stood there said unto them, Why do you loose the colt? And they said unto them, Even as Jesus had commanded, and they let them go. And they brought the colt to Jesus and cast their garments on him, and he sat on him. And many spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches off the trees and strewed them in the way. And they all went before, and they followed, and they that followed cried, saying, Hosanna. Everybody say, Hosanna. Hosanna. Blessed is he that comes. In the name of the Lord. Blessed be the kingdom of your father David that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus entered into Jerusalem and into the temple. And when he had looked around about all the things 
And now the eventide was come, he went out into Bethany with the twelve. So here we have the, the story. We're, we're, we're coming uh, up on Holy Week. We have the last week of Jesus' ministry. Here Jesus has gone 30 years preparing. Three and a half years of full-time ministry. And now he comes into his last week. Can anybody tell me today... Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, thank you. I'm fine, I'm well, I'm just weak and a little residual... Can anybody tell me with a certainty what this week holds for you? Do you know where you're going to be Friday? Do you know what you're going to do, how you're going to be feeling? Do you know how much money you're going to have in your pocket? Do you know how your kids are going to be acting, how your husband's going to be acting? Some of you might know that. Probably the same way he's acting today. Good. He's he's blessed. He's doing good. You know, when Jesus comes in, as we we, we, we see him coming in, it's amazing how events in our life, it's things that start out, how they're looking today, can end up. Let's just look at the week real quick. Today, Sunday, is Palm Sunday. It's his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Monday, he'll enter the temple and he'll go in and he'll take the cord and he'll run out the money changers and he'll have that event there. And on Tuesday, he has controversy with the Jewish leaders and they're trying to say, we got we to do something about this guy. Wednesday, little day of rest. Thursday, preparation for the Passover and the Lord's Supper, which we're going to do here in just a little bit. Friday, let's talk about Sunday though, before we get to Friday. Here we are, it's Sunday. Here Jesus is getting ready to come into Jerusalem. He tells his disciples, hey, I need you to get ready. I need you to go right down here to a village. You're going to find a little donkey tied up. I want you to untie the donkey. And if anybody says, hey, why are you stealing my donkey? Now, I don't know about you, but if I walk out in the driveway and somebody's getting in my truck, I think I'm going to say, oh, Excuse me, what are you doing? And I don't know if they say, uh, the master has use of it. If I'm going to go, oh, well, go right ahead, take it then. But this is what happened. Jesus told them, hey, go down there. You'll find the donkey tied up, untie it. And if anybody says, what are you doing? Just say the master has need of it. Sure enough, they go, they find this donkey tied up. They start untying the donkey. They come out and go, hey, why are you untying my donkey? And they go, the master has need of it. And he goes, okay. 
Oh, come on, let me, let, let, let's just, can we stop here for a moment? Can, would anybody give Jesus permission to use you today? Will anybody, I'm telling you, there's people that will say, Nope, you leave it tied up right there. That's his purpose. That's what he's made for, is to be tied up. He's not made for nothing greater. He needs to stay right where he's at. But can I tell you, God has a bigger plan than for you to just stand around, for you to just be tied up. And God has a plan for your life. But he's looking for somebody that'll give permission and say, yes, master, use me. It's okay. Master has need. I'm telling you today, the master has need of you. Many of you are just tied up. Stuck in a corral. Stuck out on the backside of a pasture. Amen. Feel like that you're not being successful. You're not doing what God's called you to do. You don't feel motivated. You don't feel fulfilled. You feel like there's something, you know there's something greater inside of you. But you feel kind of stuck and tied up. I'm here to tell you this morning, the master has need of you. And they untie the donkey and bring it to Jesus. This little donkey that had never been ridden, never been broken. And you know, when an animal hasn't been broken, you don't just climb on his back. Unless you're the master. Unless you control everything. Unless your destiny's bigger. I'm telling you, there's a lot of you, you hadn't been broke yet. There's still a lot of wildness in you. Look at your neighbor and say, there's some wildness in you. Come on, there's some wildness still in me that needs to be broken. Can I get an amen? I still buck at some stuff. I still, I still neigh at some things. I still, I still like to do things my way. But you know what? When the master, amen, the one that created you, the one that has destiny and purpose for you, amen, when he climbs on your back, amen, you might hee-haw a little bit, amen, but you're not going to buck it. Amen, you're going to go where he tells you to go. And they spread the coats on this little donkey and Jesus climbs up. Oh, can I tell you this morning, God's going to use your life to elevate Jesus so that other people can see him better. You see, if Jesus had just walked in, they, they, they couldn't see him as well. Oh, he doesn't, you don't have to be so highly. Oh, you want to be a mighty steed. I want to be a Clydesdale. I, oh, come on, listen. You don't have to be that big. Amen. Just elevate Jesus a little bit. Come on, just get Jesus up. Amen. Lift it high. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Come on, just let God use you where you're at. Maybe you're just a little donkey. But if you'll allow Jesus to crawl on your back, if you'll elevate Jesus, people can see him. And here comes Jesus. Now, the Sadducees, they had a, a, a theory. They, they, they had this whole thing and they'd been for centuries and they thought that Messiah was going to show up four days before Passover and he was going to come in and set up his kingdom and, and they made sure the eastern gate, the gate was opened and, and I'm sure this was why 
the Jews were on high alert. The Romans were on high alert. Uh, the Jews, were, they, they were always, there was always trouble. Uh, they were always looking for people just that were stirring up trouble against the Roman Empire. And they were afraid somebody was going to come along, stir up some trouble. And this would be a good day to do it. But if you're looking for trouble, if you're looking for war, you're going to come on a horse. You see, all through this test, Old Testament time, all through these generations, if a message was sent out, amen, from the king, from war, he rode on a horse, and they would look out, and they would see a horse coming, and they would knew it was a message of war. But if it was a message of peace, they would send the messenger riding on a donkey. It was this day. It was the day that they were looking, thinking they were going to get a Messiah, thinking they were looking for somebody to come over and overturn the Roman Empire. And look, all this. it was the day that God chose to roll right in, amen, with a message of peace on earth and goodwill to men. He chose to ride in on a donkey uh, with a message of peace. He came humble. He came with humility. He came to die. Oh, but can I go? Can, can, can I just tell you the end of the story? Can I just tell you in Revelation? Hey, but what the Bible says, uh, heaven is going to open uh, and there's coming a white horse uh, and on his back is going to ride uh, King of Kings uh, and Lord of Lords. Uh, and when he comes back again, uh, he's not coming this time uh, to die, but he is coming to conquer. But on this day, he rode in on a little donkey, elevated so others could see. And people begin to cheer. Hosanna. Now, in one, in one, one minute, it, it, that literally means save now. They were crying out for salvation. They were crying out for, the, for, for, for him to change things. They thought he was going to come in and, and set up his kingdom and all oh, this is going to be it. And, and this, but that's not what Jesus came for. He didn't come for an earthly kingdom. He came, amen, to let the kingdom of God be born in the hearts of men and women. Amen, so that for generations to come, amen, the kingdom of God would spread across this world. Amen, and we would get to be a part of that kingdom. Hosanna. Hosanna. And they'd spread the palm leaves. The, those that were poor, they didn't have anything, any garment, anything to spread in the way. They would cut the palms and they would lay them down and they would honor. And Jesus came riding in. And everybody was there. Everybody say everybody was there. Everybody likes a good parade. Everybody likes a party. Oh, come on, come on now. This is the beginning of the week. This is, I mean, we're about to do, we're about to do some fun stuff this week. We're going to have a good time. Hey, but everything is going to be wonderful. I, I, what's going to happen on Friday? Well, I don't know, but it, it's Sunday. And hey, today, today, here's Jesus, and he's riding in, and we're singing, and we're praising, and everybody's there. Judas is there. Remember him? He was there. But it wouldn't be long till he would deny him, sell him. The Pharisees were there. They were there in the crowd. They were listening. They were hearing. They were, they, they, they were making their plans. The, the, the 
secret Christians were there. Nicodemus was there. All the ones that would sneak around and come to him and say, Oh, hey, we like what you're saying, but we just don't want to say it too loud. We like what's going on, but man, we're going to keep it on the down low. There were the secret people there in the crowd that they were cheering for him, but they didn't want to make it known. Oh, but come on. There was some real believers there that day. Come on. There was some committed people there that day. Hey, but there was some disciples there that day. There were the 11 there that day. There was Mary there that day. Martha was there. Lazarus was probably there. Hey, but he was saying, Hosanna, remember me. I was dead, but now I'm alive again. Come on, there were true believers there. There was Mary Magdalene there. Zacchaeus was there. Simon the leper was there. The blind man that he healed on the side of the road was probably in the crowd. Even the woman with the issue of blood was there. All those other lives that he touched and saved and healed and delivered, they were all there. I'm telling you, in every crowd, there's all these people there. There's theirs that are just there for the party. There's there to there to see what's happening. There's there that are secret admirers. And then there's those who are true believers. You're here this morning, not because you have to be, not because somebody made you. Amen. You're here this morning because you truly love Jesus. You're here because he's touched your life. You're here today because without him, where would you be? And you're here today, amen, to just lift up your palms and say, Hosanna in the highest. Can I get a big hand clap? God set this little donkey in motion some 550 years before Zechariah. Amen. He's coming. He's prophesied. He's coming meek and lowly. He's coming riding on a donkey. You thought you didn't have any purpose. Amen. In your mother's womb, he formed you. He called you by name. He knew you're uprising. He knows you're setting down. He knows when you go out and he knows when you come in. And can I tell you this morning, he knows where you're tied up. I said he knows where you're tied up. You feel like you're stuck, you're bound, you're, you're, you're addicted, you're, you're in trouble, you're, you can't do anything or accomplish anything. I'm just a meek and lonely little donkey tied up to a stick here and nobody knows where I'm at. But I'm telling you there's somebody that says go down there and you're going to find a little donkey tied up, untie him and bring him to me. I've got use for him. Thank God he's got use for me. He's got a purpose for me. He's got a plan for me. Amen. This donkey was sanctified for God's use in his presence, set aside, preserved. Amen. You. Amen. You. Everybody say me. I have a purpose. I have a plan. I'm not just a donkey. People think about donkeys as being stubborn and Hard to use. Just depends on whose hands you're in. In the master's hands, you have purpose. Doesn't matter. He had to be untied. There's some of you need to be untied. You're tied to your past. You're tied to your failure. You're tied to what other people say about you. You're tied to what people think. 
You've been, you've been tied to your financial situation. You've been tied to your physical situation. But I'm here to tell you this morning, I don't care what you're tied to. Jesus is saying to you this morning, loose them, let them go. I've got use for them. They've got a bigger purpose, amen, than just being tied up, amen, to the past. Amen. The Bible tells us that this donkey, they brought the donkey, and the they placed their coats on him, and there Jesus Sat. Oh, listen, when he got to heaven, where did he sit down? At the right hand of the Father. He made a throne. I'm telling you what, we need to make a th- we need to make Jesus a throne. I want to give him a place to sit in my life. I want to let him sit on my back. I want to make him, I want to be his throne. I want him to be able to sit. I want him to be able to be lifted high. I don't care about if I'm seen. I don't care what they say about the donkey. I, wanna, I care what they say about the person riding on the donkey. They don't have to praise me. Oh, but come on, let's lift up praise. To the one that's riding on the donkey. Amen. This donkey was submissive. He was satisfied with his humble part. He took his position. He took his place. Timothy says in 2.15, present yourself to God. Come on, can we present ourselves to God this morning? Lord, I just present myself to you. You know what I am. I'm just a donkey. I'm just tied up. I'm just stuck. I'm humble. I don't have any great plans. There's nothing nothing great about me. But I present myself to you. Oh, and when we give ourselves to Jesus... When we present ourselves to God, Romans says, Therefore I urge you, brethren, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your body a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Because when you present yourself to God, amen, He will untie you. He'll untangle you. He'll untether you. Amen. He'll make you who He's called you to be. He'll take your life and use you. And you will become a blessing. There's a whole lot of people not in this story. But this donkey's going to always be in the story. Amen. There's a whole lot of people going to come and go in life. But it's going to depend on you. It's going to depend on how you allow the master to use you. Whether or not you're in the story or not. You can stay tied up. Or you can say, use me. Ever how you want to use me. I, I love this little, I read this story this morning, just the end. And uh, I never thought about it like this. I don't want you to think about this. This is the next day. Jesus has rode in. They've had this wonderful time. After it was said and done, Jesus got off the donkey. He didn't need the donkey anymore. And it's the next day. The donkey awakened. His mind still savoring the afterglow of the most exciting days of his life. Never before had he felt such a rush of pleasure and pride. He walked into town and found a group of people by the well. I'll show myself to them, he thought. But they didn't notice him. 
They went on drawing their water and paid him no mind. Throw your garments down, he said crossly. Don't you know who I am? They just looked at him in amazement. Someone slapped him, said, get on out of here, and ordered him to move. And Miserable heathen, he thought to himself, I'll go to the market where the good people are. They'll remember me. But when he got to the market, there was no one singing and praising and no one throwing palm branches and no one paid attention to the donkey as he strutted down the street looking what happened. What happened? Where yesterday everything was different. Hurt and confused, the donkey returned home to his mama. Foolish child, she said gently. Don't you realize that without him, you were just an ordinary donkey? Isn't it amazing? We have an encounter with God. We let Jesus ride for just a moment. And then we think we're all that. And we start strutting around. Look at me. And then no one pays attention. And we're like, wait a minute, what's happening? And it takes a mama to have to say, foolish child, don't you know? Without him, you're just a donkey. We're just normal. We're just ordinary. We're not anything special without him, but with him, I can do all things through Christ. But with him, I'm not just a donkey. I am, amen, the one that will usher in the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I've just got to be willing to let him use my abilities and my talents and my gifts. Come on this morning, allow him to untie you and crawl aboard. Let him take throne in your life and he will make something great out of you. Can I get a big amen? Give Jesus a big hand clap today. Praise the Lord. I'm going to ask the, the, the band if they'll come up. And we're going to get ready to receive communion this morning. So, let's finish our week. Jesus came in today, triumphal entry. And he goes Monday and clears out the money changers. And has the conversation, the controversy with the leaders on Tuesday and Wednesday. It's kind of a day of rest. Thursday, they're, prepar- they're preparing for Passover. They come into Jerusalem. Now remember the Jewish days and our days are different. Their their days begin at sundown. So Thursday sundown is our Friday morning. So everything's a little backwards, a little little off a little bit. So days are from sundown. So sundown Thursday, we go in to prepare for Passover. Jesus takes his disciples to the upper room. There in the upper room, they have their meal and Jesus takes the bread. And he says, this is my body. See, they, 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 they couldn't comprehend all of this at this time. They're still caught up. It's been a, it's been a week. They're caught up in the crowd. They're caught up in the Hosanna still. Jesus is feeling in his spirit things are shifting. 
Sunday might be a party, but by Friday, everything can be different. The same people in the crowd today screaming, Hosanna! On Friday, we'll be screaming, Crucify Him! People can change. People's attitudes can change. Those same people in that crowd that day was the same one. When they said, do we allow Barabbas to go free or Jesus? They cried, Barabbas. People will turn their back on you. They'll abandon you. They'll hurt you. But Jesus said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. He identified. He knew the, the, the difference a week could make. So now he is... They're in this upper room and he's taking the bread and he said, this is my body. It's going to be broken, but it's going to be broken for your healing. By my stripes, you're going to be healed. They didn't understand all that. He took the cup. He said, this is my blood. It's the the remission of sins, the forgiveness of sins. Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. You see, four days, when Jesus' triumphal entry came, this is the time everyone was coming to Jerusalem to present their Passover lamb. We go back to Exodus. They're getting ready to come out of Egypt. God gives them command to take a lamb and to kill it, take the blood, put on the doorpost. And that night, the death angel was going to pass over And whoever was in a house with the blood, the death angel would pass over. That happened. They all came out of Egypt. And from that time, they celebrated Passover. A time to remember when the death angel passed. But they were protected by the blood of the Lamb. It's important, I think, that on the time that people would enter in Jerusalem to present their Lamb to the priest, that Jesus... The Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world came riding into Jerusalem to present Himself as the Passover Lamb. And He took His blood and He said, This is for forgiveness of sins. Take and drink it. And they take and they drink together. This started a whirlwind of events. They left there. They walked across the Kidron Valley. They went to the Mount of Olives. They went to the Garden of Gethsemane. That's where Jesus knelt and prayed. That's where he told his disciples, please help me pray. But they fell asleep. That's where that he sweat great drops of blood under such pressure. It's where he said, Father, if there's any other way, let it, let it happen. But, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And then... Here come Judas with the soldiers. They came and they arrested Jesus. Jesus said, they said, we're looking for Jesus. He said, here I am. And they all fell down. Had to get back up and Peter pulled his sword out and cut the soldier's ear off. Jesus told Peter, Peter, put your sword up. If you live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. Jesus reached down, picked up the guy's ear. Put it back on. 
I think at that moment right there, if I was in that group of soldiers, I'd have just ran away. But things had been set into motion. They carried Jesus in. Jesus goes before Pilate. He goes. They put him in a pit for a while. And here he goes out. And the disciples come around. Peter denies Christ three times. He finally goes. And of course they give him the choice of Barabbas or Jesus. Pilate is there. Pilate says, I I can't find any wrong in this man. He says, I wash my hands of his blood. He said, what should I do with Jesus? And they made a statement that day. As they began to say, crucify him. What should I do with him? What has he done? He's done no wrong. Crucify him. But all he's done is good. He he raises the dead. He heals the sick. Crucify him. And they said this. If you go back and read it. Let his blood be on us. And our children. Now, I'm going to tell you, that's a powerful thing to say. In this era, in that time, and I mean, it might have been a, a curse, let his blood be on us. But I'm telling you, in today, in 2000, in 2021, I say by faith, let his blood be on me and my children. Let His blood, precious blood, cover and sanctify and wash. Let His death on that cross, let what He did, let it be on me. Because that's the only way I'm worth anything. It's by His grace. As we sing, I'm going to ask all of our ushers if if they'll come. Thank you. Gage, you, you want to go ahead and just cut those big lights back off again? Ushers, if you would, if you grab a pair of gloves right there, if you have a mask, if you don't, there's a mask right there. Please put that on. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Can, can, I, can I get some of you men to come help me? Brother Paul, would you come help? Brother George, amen. Brother Joe, would you come? Brother Rick, Rick, Ricky, would you come? Alex, Alex, would you come? Would you come help me this morning? Thank you, Lord. Some of you get the juice and some of you get the bread. Just stand across here and then we'll we'll pray together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. As they're, as they're just preparing, could you just close your eyes for a moment? And could, could we just all picture ourselves as that little donkey? Come on, every eye closed. Just you're, you're picturing yourself. I'm just, I'm that little donkey. And there's a post that you're tied to. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Just with your eyes closed there for a moment. What's that post you're tied to? What's keeping you from being truly used the way God wants to use you? Is it a sin? 
Is it a habit? Is it your past? Is it what people say about you? Is it your health? Maybe your marriage? What is it that you're tied to that's keeping you from being used the way God wants to use you? Can we take just a moment? And as we search our heart, as we take this bread, this body that was broken for us, this blood that was shed for our sins, there was a great price paid that you could be who God's called you to be. You're not called to be tied to that post. Today, I want you to be loosed. But for one more moment, just think about what you're tied to. What you're going to be loosed from. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the greatness of your love. I thank you, Lord, that you see our potential when we can't see it. I thank you, Lord, that when others try to bind us and tie us and keep us down, you want to loose us. You have need of us. And if there's just one person here this morning that is tied to their past, tied to their their, their flesh, tied to a sin, tied to a habit or addiction, tied to something that is keeping them from being successful in your kingdom, I ask you to lose some. Can we all just pray together? Can we say, Dear Lord Jesus, here I stand. I'm your creation, your child. I'm tied to this post. I haven't been fully used. I'm a little wild. I don't know what to do, but I'm willing. Jesus, use me to elevate you. Jesus, use me for your purpose and your plans. Everything that I've been tied to. In Jesus' name is forgiven, forgotten, and broken. My bondages are free. My ropes are loosed. I'm free for the Master's use. Now guide me. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll be who you want me to be. I'll say what you want me to say. I may just be a donkey. But I'm your donkey. Use me. In Jesus name.
Amen. Amen. As the ushers come around and hand out the cup and the bread, just hold it and we'll all partake together. Ushers, if you if you want to hand them the cracker with your glove, then everybody doesn't have to dig reaching the, the little basket.
Jesus took the bread and he broke it and he said, this is my body that was broken for you. Because of his brokenness, we have wholeness. Because of his stripes, we're healed. Today, as we partake of the bread together, let's let his brokenness bring health and wholeness to us. Let's eat together. Jesus took the cup. He said, this is my blood. Drink you all of it. You know, we don't get to just pick and choose what we want. We have to, we, we, we choose all of Jesus. Let's take all that he has for us and drink together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your blood and forgiveness. Thank you for your broken body that I can be whole. Thank you for your life and your death. Oh, but Lord, we thank you that we know the end of the story. You are alive and well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say a big amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, if somebody calls you a big donkey this week, just say, that's a compliment. I might be a donkey, but I am used by the master. Amen. Please play, take, your, take your little cup with you. Uh, there's a trash can out in the foyer. The uh, ushers are picking them up. You can, we can do that. So, amen. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday. Listen, be here early. Get you a good seat. You're going to want to be here early. Bring in the eggs. Continue to do that. Miss Amy's got some announcements. You need to hear everything that's happening. So just hang on just a moment. Pastor Marcella will come and close us out.